Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. This Our Mother of the Eucharist production is made possible by you. If you would like to support us by donating, click the Give Online tab at the top of our website, ourmothereoftheeucharist.org. Thank you and God bless you. Welcome to Shades of Blue. All that is good, all that is true, all that is beautiful, all that is holy, all that is pure, all that is virtuous, all that is merry. This is Out of the Blue, Episode 8, Possessed by My Beloved with Sister Carista Maria and Sister Mary Claire. Hi, Sister um, Carista Maria of the Most Holy Trinity. I like that name. And um, I just wanted to share something uh, with you this morning. Um, I was reading our, our uh, prayers that you put together years ago to the Holy Trinity. Our community. Our community. Mom, mom community prayers. I love them. I love them. <laughs> and as I was praying this prayer this morning with the Trinity, I, I just wanted to, to get some insight from you on this. But I'll just share this short little prayer. It says, O most holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I worship you dwelling within me. I renew my baptismal vows this day, surrendering the whole of my life and every aspect of my life to you, that your perfect and divine will may be accomplished in me this day and at every moment of my life. May I grow in ever deeper espousal union and fellowship of life with you in your three persons that I may be, quote, this is John Paul II, possessed by my beloved, vibrate the Spirit's touch, and rest filially within the Father's heart. As I was reading this, Sister Krista Maria, first of all, I thought about why did you choose your name? I remember that when I was in prayer before our Eucharistic Lord, it just hit me. In this mission that we're in, I thought, Sister Lola Marie needs to change her name. And I just felt it really, really strong, you know, um, as we're moving forward, that you should change your name. So... As I spoke this to you, then you started praying about it, and the name that came to you 
was Carista Maria of the Most Holy Trinity. And I thought that was so beautiful and I thought it fits you perfectly. And I just wanted to ask you, why is it that you chose that name and what does that name mean to you? Well, well, that's a very packed question there. <laughs> it could, it could enco- encompass my whole life since my conversion. <laughs> because um, my conversion first came, my reversion back to the Catholic faith first came through our Holy Mother. And, and she led me to her son in the Eucharist. Mm. And she drew me as I, as I consecrated my life to her, yeah. which the saints say the whole purpose of consecration to Mary is to draw us to a deep union of life with the most holy trinity mm. who dwell within us through baptism. <laughs> mm. So Carista is for the Eucharist, Love Maria it. for Mary, of course, of the Most Holy Trinity, because... And that's your title. That's That's my title, of the Most Holy Trinity, because everything about Mary is drawing us to Jesus and drawing us to the Father and the Holy Spirit. Mm. Everything about the two hearts, everything about Jesus in the Eucharist is union with the Trinity, is living wholeheartedly our baptismal vows of intimacy with the Trinity, because that's why Jesus came, to draw us back to the Father Mm. and His love for us in the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the love between the Father and the Son. So, So everything about our mission here, missionaries of our Mother of the Eucharist, is ultimately to draw us to this deep and profound communion with the Most Holy Trinity. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And as I was reading that that prayer again of ours as missionaries of our Mother of the Eucharist, I could just really contemplate those last words of Pope John Paul, Saint Pope John Paul II, when he says, "Possessed by my beloved." vibrate the Spirit's touch and rest filially within the Father's heart. Mm. What does that mean to you, Sister Carista Maria? Again, a very packed question there. I'll try to uh, nutshell it. Um, Possessed by my beloved, well, of course, Mm. everything about our life here is union with Jesus, possessed by my beloved. In fact, this is the whole purpose for all Catholics. Mm. Everyone who's baptized is meant to be drawn into this nuptial union with God beginning here on earth, because that's our calling in heaven, the wedding feast of the Lamb. Yes. Our calling is to be begin here on earth. That's what baptism is all about. We're washed in the blood of Christ. We're we're invited to the banquet of Christ's profound love. You know, scripture throughout talks about that espousal union. And even one scripture says, and your maker will be your husband. So possessed by my beloved. Can you imagine that? All right, so we hear, we're hearing today so often of these people who are into satanic worship and all. And so many exorcisms are needed today, mm. more than ever, because so many are getting possessed by the evil one. But wow. can you imagine for us as Christians, if we really live wholeheartedly our faith, 
possessed by my beloved, possessed by Jesus. Amen. That's what he desires. Yes, becoming other Christ. Can you imagine? He said, you will be able to do more than I was able to do. And this is why, if we live wholeheartedly our baptismal vows, Wow. And I mean, just those words of St. John Paul II, too, that when did you say that he wrote that? Well, that was at the beginning of the new millennium when he was preparing the church with communion with the Trinity as he was preparing for the new millennium of 2000. And he was really focusing on the Trinity. Yes, because, I mean, you you really, you don't hear that terminology, Mm -hmm. possessed by my beloved. I think that is just absolutely incredible. Like you said, God is calling us to be possessed by Him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, like you said, so many are being possessed by the evil one. Right. And it's high time that our brothers and sisters out there realize God is calling you, each one of you, to be possessed by Jesus Christ and yes. not just priests and religious. No, not I mean, that at many all. priests and religious aren't even living it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're living more in the natural realm. Whereas Jesus said, the kingdom of, of God is at hand. He's calling us to live, to transcend the natural realm, but yet very few are really taking that fully to heart. And, you know, I just want to take this a step further of, of possessed by my beloved, because in order for us to be fully possessed by our beloved Jesus, our divine bridegroom, who we, the church, are the bride of Christ, in order for us individually and as a church to be possessed fully by our divine Eucharistic bridegroom, you probably know what I'm going to say next. What what must happen in order for us to be fully disposed to that possession of union with Jesus is communion with Mary. Because she is, as the church teaches, the spotless bride. Bride. Mary is the new Jerusalem coming down out of Mm -hmm. heaven, adorned, you know, ready for her bridegroom. Mary is our model of disposing ourselves as bride that we can be possessed. And wasn't she totally possessed by her beloved? Totally possessed. That is why she was crowned queen of heaven and earth and to be the mother of us all because God trusted in her because of her total yes. She was so possessed. And, And that's why at the foot of the cross, Jesus says to us, behold your mother. Let her possess you that I can possess you. This is the grace of the two hearts. And this is why at Fatima, I think it was in 1925, when Jesus gave the message to Sister Lucia, I want my mother's immaculate heart placed beside my sacred heart. And this is exactly why, because he is a jealous God and he wants to possess us. He wants us to be all his. And he wants Mary to teach us that. I love that. That is so beautiful. (laughs) Yes. And I was just um, listening to the homily on EWTN today by this beautiful Haitian priest Mm. who was saying he was recently in Fatima, well, October 13th last year, Mm -hmm. and how a beautiful Franciscan priest told him, Father, if you want all of your, your needs to be met, all your needs, not your wants, but your needs to be met, then I suggest 
that you pray all four mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary, all of them. All, joyful, all four sets of mysteries. Yes, yes the joyful yes. mystery, the luminous, the sorrowful, the glorious. Praise God. And that priest says, Amen. He says, I will say that. And I promise I will do it. And ever since October of last year, he does not go to bed without finishing all four sets, mysteries of the Most Mm -hmm. Holy Rosary. And that's what you and I have felt called to do recently in our new horrorium, our new schedule in our way of life, to include all of those sets of the Most Holy Rosary. And you know something? I have experienced... Um, in a new way, the powerful intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and how much she desires to possess us in a sense. You know, our lady desires because she is the spouse of the Holy Spirit. She is possessed by her beloved. And so if we have consecrated ourselves to Mary, then we should be possessed by the Trinity. Amen. Amen. And you know, it's great that you're bringing the rosary up because this first thing, you see how long I can go on with each of them possessed by my beloved, (laughs) because that's the whole purpose of the rosary, because it's all about immersing ourselves in the, in the most powerful parts of the gospels of Christ's life Mm. and encountering Christ, encountering God in these mysteries, letting ourselves be possessed by Christ, let us, letting us become one with Christ through the heart of Mary. Wow. And that, I agree with you. The rosary is so powerful and it's, it's just, it grieves my heart deeply that people just don't realize it how powerful it is. And I, you know, I, again, I go back to Pope John Paul II and I think October of 2002, when he had the, um, writing to us on rosarium on the rosary. And at the end of this writing, he says, I plead with you to all of us in the church. He says, bishops, priests, religious families, young people, youth. He went on and on with every single type of person living. He said, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. And he said, may this appeal of mine not go unheard, Mm. exclamation mark. Mm. That's how he ended his writing to us. So I I pray that, that it may not go unheard, that even in this podcast, that people will be hearing it and spreading this word, you know, to encourage praying the rosary because Satan has a, a very good way of distracting people from the the graces, the profound graces that flow from praying the rosary. And the rosary is such a simple prayer. And a lot may think, a lot of people may think, oh yeah, that's just a simplistic prayer, but all the more it it, it is just confounds the evil one. Mm-hmm. And and I think People uh, don't realize that many miracles have taken place Mm. through praying the Most Holy Rosary. I mean, there's even books out, 101 miracles that have taken place, you know, Mm. with uh, the Holy Rosary. Mm. And I can just name one right now, the miracle of Lepanto, you know, when uh, the Turks were taking over and the Pope had asked 
for there to be uh, everyone praying the Most Holy Rosary, mm -hmm. and the war ended. the The Turks were destroyed, yes. and mm -hmm. it was you know. And so Our Lady stands in the breach. Yes. She's like a Moses standing in the breach, you know? Yeah. And she's like holding her arms up like Moses did. Amen. And, and crying out with this battle cry. And it's kind of like us praying the rosary. We're helping her to hold her arms up, huh? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> in I a mean, sense, like, do we want it or not? Do we want the victory to be won in, in other people's lives and in our lives or not? And just like you said that about Lepanto, I, I can say I have miracles daily by praying the rosary constantly. Praise God. If I did not pray the rosary yes. every day, I, I feel it big time. Oh, yeah. And I mean, oh, yeah. the darkness just moves in big time. And, and Mary's reportedly said through the Marian movement messages that the rosary is a frail, thin chain that will bind Satan. He's about to be locked up. And he gets locked up in our lives as we're praying the rosary, especially as a family as well, as a community as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is so important. We can't stress enough for families to pray the most holy rosary. Oh, yes. <clears throat> if you have little ones, um, even if you pray a decade of the rosary and pray it from your heart, it is so powerful. Mm, and, please, and just please, praying please, the rosary is powerful. <laughs> we're, we're begging all of you because, look, there will be an end to war, period, an end to terrorism, an end to all sorts of evils if every one of us would pray the most holy rosary. And don't let you know yourself think, oh, well, it's just little old me. No, it begins with little old you. All of us. <laughs> That's what Mother us. Teresa said. Yes. If I just help one person, if I just pray one rosary. Right, right. <laughs> or it's even important. spread, encourage one more person to pray the rosary. Yes. Daily. Yes. If anything, I pray that this podcast will draw people yeah. to pray the Most Holy Rosary because it is very, very powerful. Yeah. The enemy is confounded by the humility and the simplicity of the Most Holy Rosary. And I think, you know, here it is, we're talking about the Most Holy Trinity, and of course we go right to the Rosary, <laughs> but it just shows you we have so many very powerful tools and devotions within our Catholic faith that really help us to live this communion with the Trinity. And, and so few Catholics really fully receive the graces in the, this gold mine that we're sitting on. I mean, imagine this. You find a treasure chest. Are you going to keep that chest closed? Mm. Or are you going to take out that treasure and start, you know, utilizing it fully? Some people would want to bury it and just put it aside. And, and, and our Lord says, don't do don't, that. Don't bury don't your bury talents. Their, no, you right. Don't. And don't bury the talents of the Catholic Church either. Right. But I, I do want to say this again. It, beloved John Paul II, he says about the rosary, he says, the rosary without contemplation is like a body without a soul. It's monotonous, it's mechanical repetition. Mm. And how many of us have felt like mechanical repetition in praying the rosary? And that's why people often probably quit praying. It. Right. The key is contemplation. And right. what is contemplation? It is encountering God. 
And, and, you know, this is the grace of the mysteries. It doesn't have to be a long meditation or anything. It just has to be entering into the mystery. John Paul II said you can just even say the mystery. Say, for instance, I start the first mystery, the Annunciation. Take a, a little pause and imagine the Annunciation. Mary there in the room, the angel Gabriel appearing and asking her to be the mother of Jesus. There are all different ways that we can be led into it. And the key is that we enter with our hearts open and exposed. We come as we are. We, we're real. And we, yes. and we bring all that we are, especially our struggles, areas we're in need of God's grace, rather than having a detachment with the spiritual and the human and spiritual, which a lot of people do, you know, really bringing our whole hearts in there and encountering our Lord and, and our mother and praying for the graces that we need amidst the mystery. Right. And what's so beautiful, too, is <clears throat> the rosary itself is Trinitarian because, I mean, we start off exactly. by saying in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We always invoke the Trinity when we begin to pray. And what do we do? In the mysteries of the rosary, we say, Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, Amen. as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Yeah. I mean, and in fact, Mary says, when you begin the rosary, you should call upon the Holy Spirit always, because the Holy Spirit will inspire us in entering into the mystery. And of course, every decade begins with our Father. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think, you know, Sister, a lot of people talk about the rosary being, uh, oh, that's a prayer just for old ladies or old men. And like you said, it can just be a monotonous or mechanical. But let me assure you that this rosary praying of the rosary is for all. When Mary mm. gave the rosary to St. Dominic years ago and, and, and talked to him about praying the rosary to end the Albigensian heresy, mm -hmm. which, by the way, is kind of exactly what you were talking about in a sense of spirit good, body bad, all of what Pope John Paul II and is talking about. A Manichaean. Yes, yeah. mechan heresies. Yep. Yep. He, he talks about this, um, Pope John Paul II, in his Theology of the Body. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we need it today, huh? We need it. Well, and I guess as we can see, there's just so much we could share as we oh, yeah. enter, enter into Possessed by My Beloved. <laughs> because I, I would have to say, the rosary has been one of the most powerful ways of growing in this communion with Christ and being possessed by my beloved. That along with Eucharistic adoration and Holy Mass. Oh, yeah. And of course, consecration to Mary, which is what at the heart of consecration to Jesus in the heart of Jesus. Yes. I mean, as you were talking about the Mass, it just stirred in my heart that so many of us, um, we miss what exactly is taking place during the Mass. And it is all about the Holy Trinity, mm. the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And my goodness, when we receive Jesus and Holy Communion, we're receiving the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Mm. And like you, you always talk about, uh, Sister, about um, our baptismal vows and our baptismal 
graces. Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? I love it when you when you talk about the baptismal vows. Well, <laughs> let me see what part of it that I talk about. Okay. Well, our, I mean, our baptisms are so powerful. And I think so few really realize the profound graces of baptism. Because as I said at the beginning, we are invited into profound communion with the Trinity. We are invited into profound intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When we're baptized, we receive the indwelling presence of the Holy Trinity. And that's why I chose, I, I love Blessed Elizabeth of the Trinity, because she, she even said she was a sister that, a Carmelite sister who was so in union with the Trinity that she said, it no longer matters now whether I live or die. I'm living heaven on earth. <laughs> because she was living wholeheartedly her baptismal vows. She was living in this profound communion of life with the Trinity. And of course, our Heavenly Mother is the first. Our model for that from the moment of her conception, mm. she was in this profound communion of life, waves of love back and forth with mm. the Holy Trinity. And, and, you know, this is where, you know, we speak of the rosary, we speak of Eucharistic adoration and Holy Mass and all of that, because even with the Eucharist and, and Holy Mass, the, the grace of Holy Mass and receiving Jesus truly present, substantially present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist, and we receive him into us, it's meant to be the consummation of our baptismal vows, right? which is intimate union with the Trinity. So as we receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist into us, then it's meant to stir up our triune God's presence within us, the graces of baptism, of profound communion with Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit. Oh, I so that, yeah, so that, so that, yes, during Mass, and then we receive Him, we spend time in Thanksgiving, but then as we leave, we're meant to keep that going, that, that union with God. Amen. And, and let it, and let us transcend and, and be aware of God's spiritual presence within us through baptism. As you were speaking, sister, what was just coming to me was if only we could really uh, grasp what you're saying in that <laughs> sense of when we receive our Lord in Holy Communion, you know, just being possessed by our beloved and that nuptial union with Him to just realize who it is that is coming in us. We easily get distracted. We easily start to look at things around us. We easily don't really spend time in thanksgiving mm. and just thanking our beloved for coming to us, for giving us his very flesh to eat, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And he said, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you will not have life within you. And isn't the Trinity life Amen. within us? Amen. And I mean, think of it this way. Jesus, Jesus is in profound communion with the Father and, and the Holy Spirit. And even as we go back to the rosary, as we pray the mysteries of the rosary and we enter into encounter Jesus in these mysteries, the grace that Jesus had when he lived, walked on earth, the reason he was able to do all he did was because he was in constant union with the Father. Mm. So every mystery 
mystery of the rosary draws us to the Father and union with the Father through this in and through the Son mm. by the power of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it, which reminds me, too, if we can just touch on vibrate the Spirit's touch. Well, you know what? I'm thinking we're going to have to do part two. We're going to. And then part three so that we can I expound think so on those too, as because well. Because I really believe that we really could, could enter deeply into each one of those. You're right, absolutely right. right. I think we should do part one, part two, part three. Okay. So... So, yeah, we encourage you all to look for part two on Vibrate the Spirit's Touch. And then part three on Rest Filially Within the Father's Father's Heart. Heart. Amen. Amen. Mother, take over. Thank you for listening to Out of the Blue. Visit us on our org to donate and for more information about our ministries. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.